Welcome to the Peach and Black Podcast, your central place to hear unofficial news, reviews, trivia, and intelligent discussion on all things happening in the Prince world, featuring the hosts, MC. You know, it's got all those classic Prince elements. Captain. Why wouldn't you just record as much as you could? Player. It's just like a story chest of ideas. Toe Jam. Either version. I love both versions. Other special guests. Hi, this is Larry Grant. And you're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. Hi, this is Ricky Peterson, and you're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. What's happening, Australia? This is Tony M from the New Power Generation. You're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. Hey, everybody, this is St. Paul Peterson, and you're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. Hi, this is Eden Nelson. You're listening to the Peach and Black Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Peach and Black Podcast. Special we, edition. Yes. We are back again in front of these microphones for another Peach and Black episode. This time, something a little bit different. Actually, it's very, very different. But before I go into all that, Let's introduce three quarters of the Peach and Black podcast panel player. Uh, Je m'appelle player. <laughs> Captain. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and myself, Rob S., your host in the place to be the Peach and Black podcast virtual reality roundtable. And... Wait, wait. Introduce Toe Jam. <gasps> Shock horror. Toe Jam. What's your introduction? Uh, I sort of like it, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Toe Jam is not here. He is busy rehearsing with his band Cheap Fakes and doing all sorts of funky stuff with his trumpet and dancing around the room, mixing records and doing all sorts of stuff. He's a one-man doing band. Doing trumpet and keyboard solos at the same time. At the same time. Who does that? Let's get back to the show, though. This is an interesting episode for us because we were recently invited by an artist, a painter to be precise. Clementine or Clementine Camperdu. I hope I pronounced that right. Player, did I get that close? Uh, my French isn't good, but I'd say you're pretty close. I will say that she has a brand and the br- the name of the brand is, uh, I'm going to do my best not to stuff this up, Blule or Blule, something like that. Blue, I'll give you yeah. the spelling and you guys can work it out. It's B-L-U-L-E. And that's the brand of her art her and her work. And the reason we are talking about this artist in particular is because this artist and another artist, i.e. Prince, crossed paths a number of years ago. And because Clementine is based in Bondi, she invited us around to her studio just to have a casual chat, show us her paintings and the work that she's been doing over the last few years, in particular, some of her stunning pictures of Prince. Now, and because she wanted to meet the Peach Black podcast, I'm like, (laughs) we don't want to say it was mainly to meet us, but we don't want to sound full of ourselves. But maybe there was a little bit of of fandom there. Who knows? Um, (laughs) I'm downplaying it. But uh, her husband was also at the studio. It was great to meet him, Raphael. He was a listener. I don't know if he's a regular listener, but uh, a listener Uh, of the Peach and Black podcast. 
and uh, both myself and player attended a very nice, chilled out, sunny afternoon in Bondi Beach, Australia at uh, Clementine Studio. Now, Captain wasn't there because he was busy doing many things, including editing shows and episodes and rehearsing at Funky Temple Studios and doing all sorts of weird and wonderful That's work. Right. That's right. That is correct. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so we we went over to Bondi Beach. The great thing about her location is that we're in the same city. So it made the face-to-face meetup fantastic. And uh, let's get straight into it, player. So since I wasn't there, you guys have to explain what actually happened. So do that. (laughs) Well, that's right. I mean, player and I know what happened and what the conversation was like because we were there and we saw some artwork and all the rest of it. But you're right. Captain, you weren't there. So this show is for you. Yeah. We're going to tell Captain (laughs) and all of our listeners one show I'm actually going to listen to. Woo-hoo. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, a show for Captain and our listeners, all of our regular listeners. So where do we start? Well, we basically walked through the door of this really quaint studio. After MC decided to get some um, service station coffee. And both Clementine and Raphael were there. They were working and doing all sorts of things. And uh, we basically we spent the afternoon there with them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good that's a good summary. We we spent a fair few hours there and we talked about all sorts of things. Clearly we talked about Prince and geeked out over Prince, but we spent a considerable amount of time talking about Clementine's art and not just her impressions of Prince and her uh, paintings of Prince, but her work in general, a little bit about her background, a little bit about Raphael's background. And I have to say it was a great day, but for the sake of everyone listening, we're going to try and give you a bit of a flavor for who Clementine is. I should say who Clementine and Raphael are, but in particular Clementine, because she is becoming much more known as the weeks, months, and years go by as being associated with Prince, especially these days, because she has started a Kickstarter campaign online for her book of stylized paintings of her artistic impressions of Prince. That's probably the best way I can summarize her work. Yeah. With art of any sort, it's always in the eye of the beholder. You know, how do you describe a work of art? How does it affect you? How does it make you feel? What do you think of it? We'll we'll get into a little bit of that and player and I can talk about our impressions. But really, at the end of the day, these aren't photographs. They're not lifelike reproductions of Prince. They are an artist's impression. I think it's safe to say, player. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty good, pretty accurate. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe let's start at the beginning. I guess who is Clementine? We know a little bit about her. She's originally from France. Both her husband and Clementine moved to Australia together only a few years ago, and it was just before their move to Australia that they were, or her work, I should say, was discovered by Prince. Yeah, that's my question: is how did he find? her work yes did she like send something to him or did she just have stuff out there and somehow he saw it how did that what's that story okay this is the story that actually is relevant to everyone listening so she's an artist paints stuff virtually every day um has a lot of work out there has a website and at that time she had a website and part of the website was an email newsletter so on her website she would show new works And my understanding is that to her email newsletter subscribers, she would also send out uh, pictures or images of new paintings that she was making whether it was every day or a few a week. I'm not entirely sure of the uh, frequency, but it was fairly frequent was my understanding. It was one a, and one a day. Yeah. One, one a, a day, day, yeah. 
just like Prince writing a song. One a day. <laughs> That's a connection already. Look at that. There you go. So within a to player's point, within a three-year period, she had painted over a thousand individual unique paintings, which is pretty intense, if you ask me. So she's doing all this work and it's actually mysterious. I'd like to say that I have an answer for you and that player and I have this, you know. Her husband's a big Prince fan and he asked her to paint a picture of Prince for him. So she did that. That's the genesis. This is the beginning of everything before Prince saw anything. Yeah, that's the beginning. It's good that we've got player here because I I, I don't remember everything. <laughs> so that was the first part. And then basically somebody within the Prince community like forwarded it via a tweet and the tweet got shown to Prince. The picture was either put on her website initially and then distributed via the newsletter and or tweeted out by someone somewhere. So for everyone asking, how did Prince, music superstar, global music icon, find out about Clementine and her art? He was on Twitter at 4am, as usual, <laughs> going through all the tweets with his name in them, and he came across this picture. <laughs> yeah. So no one actually knows how he discovered it or exactly when he discovered it and, and first saw it. But if you put the dots together, it was either from a tweet from someone within his camp who was sending it out or someone associated with someone in his camp on, on a, any given day, it was there in front of his eyes. What we do know, though, is once he saw it, he fell in love with the picture. And he bought it. Yeah, and he bought it. <laughs> so none of us on this panel are painters, but I could only imagine the feeling of having your work not only approved, then liked by the person who you painted, but also eventually bought by that very person. So Prince not only said, I love the painting and uh, made contact with Clementine, it didn't end there. He also said, I would like to purchase some of your paintings. I want to buy some of your work. I really, really like it. See, well, we didn't get that far with the podcast. He didn't buy the podcast, but he liked it. He listened to it. We fell off the train somewhere. He tried to buy the podcast. We sh it wasn't for we said no. He wasn't a regular listener. No, 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 no. The check bounced. The check bounced. <laughs> the bank bounced, more like it. But going back to the work itself, because we asked her this on the day when we were in her studio, we said, you know, what was it like? First of all, being found and, and discovered by Prince, then finding out that he liked your work, then moving to the stage of actually exchanging. There's an exchange there. It's like an artist selling work to the person that they're painting. It, it's a crazy, mind-blowing moment for her. And that's basically the way she described it. She said it was incredible. It was amazing. She couldn't believe it. They, meaning her and her husband, couldn't believe that it was actually Prince. As always happens when Prince contacts anyone, the first reaction is, no way, that's not Prince. But then you look time, at the email and it's all in caps and you're just like, yeah, it's probably him. <laughs> <laughs> so then they found out through the manager at the time that, yes, it was indeed Prince who was trying to make contact. And yeah, he purchased some paintings. Uh, he also purchased the rights to certain images and ended up using them for things like stage backdrops for some of his concerts in Europe. He had some of the paintings printed onto shirts that he was wearing. Unbeknownst and to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, once you buy the rights, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. No, but they had no idea that he was going to wear it as a T-shirt and use it as a backdrop at a concert. And or when they saw it, they yeah. sent him an invoice. Hmm. <laughs> this is for a certain image. Yes. 
uh, was a show in Canada. So, you know, not only is he buying her work, but he he's using it in his stage show. He's using it as part of his fashion and potentially maybe even using it as artwork around his premises, you know, in his home or his studio. We don't know. But basically this relationship between Clementine and Prince more or less continued from around 2013, 2014-ish. I was going to ask, you know, when did this actually start? Yeah, it was around, the exact dates are a little bit sketchy, but it was around late 2013, early 2014 is my recollection. And yeah, 2014, yeah. Yeah, and it lasted pretty much right up, up until, until the, the end. The Australian tour, yeah. Yeah, so up until February, March 2016. So pretty much in effect up until his passing. And the relationship was very much she would paint things naturally, organically, and he would either buy them or comment on them, or in some cases they would exchange ideas and all this sort of stuff. So an incredible experience for her, in her own words. She was just taken aback by the whole thing. For any of our listeners, I mean, you could imagine if you, if any of us were in, in her shoes, I can't think of any higher praise than what she must have experienced to have Prince himself. <laughs> vouch for your work, approve your work, enjoy your work, purchase your work, and also use your work for his own usage. It's pretty, pretty high praise. The next question is, so that first painting and then a few after that, they were paintings that she did and then he saw them and he liked them and he bought them. Mm -hmm. But is that how it was all the time? Or did he, you know, when someone comes to you and like commissions something or something, he's like, mm -hmm. I want this, can you do this? And then I'll pay you for that. Did that happen as well? Or it was just he looked at what she'd already done? Or did he ask specifically for things? Well, you know, with us, like you would hear from him and then there'd be periods where you don't. So mm. he would come when he'd want stuff. One of them was to do artwork in Paisley Park. And yeah. they were given a brief of what they wanted and... Of what Prince wanted, yeah. Oh, okay. So that did happen, yeah. So, Captain, you know how we were talking the other night about a Paisley Park room? You saw the pictures online? That actual picture... Oh, yeah is a 3D render. There are images floating around the net that show... What is now the Purple Rain Room. Yes, there you go. So the inside of uh, Paisley Park Studios, particular studios that have been decorated and filled in with uh, different artworks and images and graphics, all sorts of stuff. And Clementine was basically, technically, potentially is still working on all sorts of things that may be presented in the future but certainly over that period she was working over the last two or three years on different designs for different rooms the main one was the studio c which is the largest studio at paisley park and again that just shows you how close she was to well really prince and his inner circle and his inner people from a design perspective and she's also been working with paisley park recently so she designed the 2017 celebration book cover art so if you google that book the front cover is completely her design it's that watercolor image of the paisley park building from a distance so that's her work and she's uh, working on all sorts of projects i believe she's also been involved in t-shirts and other things of that nature 
And so really, in summary, you can say that over the last few years of his life, she was, you know, one of the key artists who was working with him on on various things. So she's designing these rooms at Paisley Park on briefs that she was sent. Mm -hmm. Did her or Raphael, did they ever go there? Or it was all just emails and... It was all emails. So they would receive, uh, you know, sort of rough plans or diagrams of the room and of the dimensions and things like that. And mm. a general brief of what Prince wanted for those rooms. And then she was basically given more or less free reign to come up with some sort of concept or design that would work within the framework that he had devised. But but they did it as a 3D render and it was sent back. So those images you see online, it, although it looks real, they're actually just 3D renders to give Prince and Paisley Park an idea of what the end product would look like. Mm. When we visited them, that's what we said. We said, like, those, those images look really real. Like, did that really happen? And they said they made it that way to give it, like, more... Realism. Realism of what, like, the end product would be. Yeah. The other really interesting comment that was made by Clementine was that basically over the last two and a half years or so of his life, they, they being Prince and Paisley Park, had been working on various iterations of that space, not just Studio C, but also other spaces. So it, it adds even more weight and credence to that fact of him preparing his Paisley Park premises to be used as some sort of museum or showcase for visitors in some capacity and that those plans had been going on for for a number of years it sounds like they were going on well before she was actively involved in in that project okay so they didn't go to paisley park no was there any meeting with prince at all like when he was here or that didn't happen either it was just the no, there was no meeting, but what was interesting was Clementine went to one of the Opera House shows and she was actually drawing in the audience while he was performing. Ah. Yeah, that blew my mind. It was mm. an amazing story about basically doing a sketch or a rough rough draft version of what she was seeing on the stage in real time and then using that as inspiration to create something after that particular pair of performances. And the performances that we're talking about are the two concerts that he played at Sydney Opera House in February of 2016 as part of his piano and microphone tour. So while everyone else is enjoying the gig, she's got some sort of pad and drawing instrument in basic darkness and creating shapes and drawings to the music, which is a little bit of an insight into the type of artist she is and possibly a little bit of an insight into the book itself as well. So this book is, uh, she's raising the money with some crowdfunding thing, right? Pretty much. Kickstarter. Yeah, yes. And there's not long to go. There's just about a, about a week to go. Yep. And she's like almost at the at the goal. So, and like we, we were first, like we've seen the book firsthand, like we, we were given a preview of it and like MC said, like it's, the paper's very high quality. It's not thin paper, it's thicker, it's got texture on it. And I also find that as beautiful as you see the pictures online when you're actually in the studio and you see it in real life, like the, the colors are more sort of vivid and they sort of pop out. That's the thing that I noticed straight away that when you actually have her work in front of you, it, it's a lot different than seeing it online. Like online doesn't really do it justice. And the book is, it's bound on the spine with ribbon 
and it's got this special binding that when you open the pages, it doesn't, it's not going to tear out or fall out. So, and or, so, or, or fold in any weird way, it kind of yeah. all folds so that you know, sometimes when you read books, by the time you get halfway or three quarters through, it's the pages are kind of flipping back. Yeah. So, this has been designed so that every page that you open within reason kind of stays open and you can just admire the uh, look at and observe the oh, yeah, I know what you're talking image about. as it is without having to worry about the pages coming back. So that's that's quite nice. So yeah, tell me about the book. The book's coming. The thing is, I saw that prior to us receiving the invite to come and have a chat and hang at the studio and get to know each other and you know, we swapped pleasantries and had a fantastic conversation. But aside from that, I really wasn't sure what we were going to see. I had seen the Kickstarter page, there's a few images on there and an impression of the book and there's much more detail there. So We'll give you the uh, link later on. But if you Google her name, Clementine Campardu, if you Google B-L-U-L-E, Blue or Blue, and if you Google on the one, a book by this artist, you will find the Kickstarter page without a doubt. What's the actual date when this Kickstarter ends? When's it finish? Thursday, November 2nd. Not When's this Thursday, finished? but the following. Okay, so there you go, people. So you've got about a week. <laughs> If you're listening to this live. (laughs) It's really close now, isn't it? They're they're almost near the end and they're pretty close to their target. As of recording this show, there are over 200 people who have backed it. They are a small figure away from getting there. So hopefully they get there because it's very much a labor of love. That much I can say. The amount of time, effort and energy that's been and thought that's been put into this project is considerable. This is something, this is my opinion, okay? So I just want to say it. I don't think this is a book at all. I think it's been misnamed. Yes, it's it, a, it it's looks a like a book, art. but it is. It is a piece of art. It's not really a book in the typical sense. And whereas other books like a book of photos of prints can be classified as a book, this is very different to me. Player mentioned the paper before the way it's bound, the colors, the effort, and the fact that it's watercolors, it's just such a tactile thing. It's a thing that you interact with in a very, very different way. Which is a cool thing since everyone's got their bloody phone and their Kindle now. There's not that many people still reading a book. Yeah, and you're not going to be reading this because there is no text, but... (laughs) Oh, you can read it with your eyeballs somehow. (laughs) (laughs) you're saying it's not a book it's a piece of art but what do you call it when it's a a bunch (laughs) because it's a whole bunch of art in a book which is is, all together makes a big piece of art a parliament of arts yeah (laughs) oh that's owls (laughs) i don't know what the what the best name for this is i mean i guess the best it's a centerpiece like it's a talking point like if you have this on a table like people go through it and just be amazed by it like that's what I was when I was flicking through the images. It's just so vivid and colourful and it's more than just pictures of an art interpretation of prints. You can read more into it and it's a really nice piece of work. The other thing that is worth mentioning about this whole project of hers is that it is self-produced and it will be self-published and self-released. So it's not like a publishing like house is making this... <laughs> The, the yeah. connections are all there. It's all there. They're all there. 
Clementine is also an independent artist. Produced, arranged, recorded, directed by everything. It's all there. <laughs> that would be fantastic if it on the back it said imagined, created, painted oh, everything, by everywhere. Clementine Campodu. So the most important question now is where do you go? How do people get on there and get this book? So there is a website, kickstarter.com. Kickstarter. You type in B-L-U-L-E on the one and you will find all the details there, how to order, what the item looks like. Its estimated delivery is December this year, but the uh, time for the Kickstarter runs out on November 2nd. So as uh, listeners of Peach and Black Podcast, we ask you to help some adopted Aussies out and uh, hit the goal. That website again. Kickstarter, B-L-U-L-E on the one. Which is basically is right? just a search engine. But if you search that in, it'll come up. If you want to know the actual link, uh, follow us on Twitter and we will tweet the link out or follow us on Facebook and we will put out the link that way. Or follow us now on Instagram. Ooh, and the link go. will be on Instagram as well. How do they follow us on Instagram? Instagram.com slash peach underscore and underscore black, like our Twitter handle. Very good. All right. So just a big thank you to Clementine and Raphael. And thank you for having us. And we'd love to come back. So you guys were there and you talked all afternoon, but you also took some video. We did. If you if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see some of our visit there. We filmed a bit of the highlights, edited highlights. It is edited highlights for the simple fact that Clementine and Raphael didn't mind us filming the studio, but they do want to keep some surprises for the book. So we weren't allowed to film the whole book, but you can see some of the images on our YouTube channel, which is uh, if you search Peach and Black on YouTube, you'll find us, Peach and Black Podcast, and subscribe to us. And you'll be able to see Clementine Studios and some of the images there. And we'll also post the, um, the link there as well. There's still one thing we haven't mentioned yet, and it's almost the end of the show, so I think it's time we say it. Competition time. This is very important. Since you've made it this far, first of all, congratulations. And second of all... This is the only reason that they're listening. Come on. (laughs) Second of all, Blue Lay, a.k.a. Clementine, a.k.a. Blue Lay, has been quite generous to offer one lucky Peach and Black listener a limited edition art print or a voucher to a certain value whereby our lucky Peach and Black listener can choose a print from her collection. I'm going to say this because I've hardly said anything this show. This is how you win your very own Blue Lay print. If you're on Facebook, share the post, like the post, like our page. You probably already like it, but like it again. If you're on Twitter, retweet and like it. If you're on Instagram, do whatever you do on Instagram. I don't know anything about Instagram. So, you must do all these things. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe to Peach and Blake Podcast on YouTube. The winner will be announced by email. So, you have to be on our Peach and Black mailing list because that's where we're going to send announcement of the winner. To subscribe to the Peach and Black Podcast mailing list email what you do is send us an email at peach and black podcast official at gmail.com that's all you got to do if someone will win this great prize and again 
a big thank you to Clementine, aka Blue Blue. And uh, first of all, it's a fantastic prize. And the other thing is that it's going to come directly to you anywhere you are in the world, into your hot little hands where you can admire it, observe it, interact with it, hanging on your wall. Eat uh, it. But whatever you want to do with it, it will be yours and you will be the, the winner of this prize. Good luck to everyone who enters. With that, thank you for listening. We were happy to put a spotlight on Clementine, Raphael, and this fabulous book on the one marvelous book about Prince by Blule or Blule. This has been another Peach and Black podcast production. Thank you for your company. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following us everywhere on all digital outlets and at all good podcast directories. <laughs> That's it. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye.